Welcome to the Synth and Electronic Music Show, brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Whitstable. My name is Peter Coit, and I'm joined by Clive Walpole in the Sonic Shed. Yes, it's great to be back in the Sonic Shed again. Yeah, it's nice to be back in. Get back straight back on the uh, on the saddle, and we're going to start off with a piece from uh, Caterina Barbieri, the modular artist from Italy. Yeah, yeah, she's um, uh, is. Uh, Bookler since, and uh, I think a range of other other modules as well. But I think mostly she's Bookler, but she always produces um, really original polyrhythmic uh, pieces of work from from quite a simple uh, setup. Really, we really have quite a, a basic sort of um, minimalist arrangement, but it always comes out as a really interesting mix, uh, polyrhythmic mix. So yeah, this is. Um, uh, from the Esoteric Computation album, and it's uh, Pinnacles of You.
sequences in that yeah just repeating and it's um, just the way she opens up the um, envelope and the the, uh, filter yeah and it creates that sort of uh, interest all All those textures come in and you've got the sort of delays on them as well that are Mm. bouncing about in rhythm yeah yeah Uh, keeps the interest for five minutes yeah (laughs) yeah it does and uh, yeah great Mm. Well, I mean, going back to um, one of these originators of the of this sort of synth sequence with yeah. Tangerine Dream. Yeah, pioneers really. They're, they're the sort of uh, uh, pioneers of the ratchet effect, aren't they, with the sequencer, which in those days was quite difficult to do. It's quite a difficult thing to set up. Nowadays, with a modern sequencer, you just sort of program and ratchet, ratchet in, don't you? Well, it's often a little button or a yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, knob in it. But in those days, it was all manually tuned. Pots on the on the sequences and oh, yeah. I don't know how they did it. But I know it was quite a complicated process. Mm. And this is yeah, this is from 1981. Tangerine Dream did a lot of um, uh, work, a lot of soundtracks. Their the music was used on a lot of soundtracks. They also produced a lot of their music was written for soundtracks for films. And this is from uh, this is from the film Thief from 1981. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's called Burning Bar. Um, but it's that, yes, it's, it's, I don't think it actually comes from an album, but it comes from a soundtrack. So, mm. yeah, 1981, Tangerine Dream, and uh, Burning Bar.
Mate, you feel the tension in that? Imagine the uh, detective scene on that. Yeah, yeah, and essentially, again, a, a quite a simple sequence, mm. but using uh, lots of really long sort of filter sweeps and things. Mm, yeah. Really nice, that, yeah. And just to say, the ratchet is the sort of like the trill on the. Oh sequence. yeah, sorry, I should have yeah. explained it. People yeah, don't, it's don't a trill that. sound. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like, <laughs> a, like a yeah. triplet or. A yeah, almost like beat. a drum, little dr- fast drum roll, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's quite sort of typical of them with the way they have that, that that one ostinato sequence and then they sort of improvise above it. Yeah, it's quite difficult because I always feel like I've got when I'm doing a, a sequence, I've got to sort of vary it more than that but actually mm. they you don't need to if you're doing a lot of stuff sort of bolted onto it almost you know and, and stuff uh, I mean a lot of the time they use like really big sort of Mellotron pads and phasing and things like that as well mm. um, which is uh, yeah nice so next we got a piece from uh, Panic Girl I don't think we played anything by her before, I don't know I was thinking that I, was, uh, I, don't, I don't think we've ever played anything by Panic Girl um, she's um, a Munich-based uh, performer, mm. and she uses a lot of uh, older sort of analog gear as well. She uses a uh, 2600 and Junos and things like that in the yeah. music and field recordings. And um, she sort of, you know, some of her stuff like you know, long voice scapes uh, with, along with the electronic music as well. Very ambient. Uh, so this is another sort of quite polyrhythmic piece as well. Um, reminds me, in some ways, of uh, Caitlin and Rayleigh Smith's sort of work. A d- mm. Pretty different approach and style, but it gives give me that feeling as mm. well. So yeah, I, I like this one. This is called. Um, this is from the album Connected, and it's uh, Unconscious Stream.
Yeah, yeah. Like a combination of the field recordings and the uh, and the synths and that. And the, yeah, I don't know why I've not played more of the stuff before. Mm. It really is an interesting approach as well. That's right, right in my area of interest. Yeah, yes. Oh, really good. Yeah, yeah definitely listen to more of her. Yeah. Her stuff, yeah. So we're um, going to a bit of um, Ghost Box yeah. label next with a... Uh, Pie Corner Audio. Yeah, Pie Corner Audio is um, Martin Jenkins uh, of Ghost Books label. It's a sort of a famous for their sort of hauntological uh, genre of music, really. They, they um, I suppose, they exclusively produce, uh, produce that. But um, yeah, this is uh, a nice um, sort of, it's always got a retro feel to it. I think that's the nature of hauntological music, really. And it's got this nice sort of bass-like start. I like the bass start. It sounds like it's come from a sci-fi film or a spy film. It, it sends you back to that sort of era when you had that kind of a, a start to a film as well. So, yeah, I think it feels, sounds very filmic. It's called Photon Dust. Um, and it's from the album Intermission, which uh, obviously implies film-like stuff as well. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We used to have that, didn't we? In the intermission, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they change, change the reels, didn't they? Famously on 2001, they did that, don't they? Just have an intermission. Yeah. We all decide what was, what was all that about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hmm. yeah, we give it time to let it sink in. Yeah. So this is Photon Dust. Photon by, Dust, yeah. By Pike on Audio.
that uh, really, really sort of retro, lovely sort of, um, yeah, that sound takes you back. I love that CR78 drum machine in it. There's um, Alex uh, Ball did a, did a little video about it recently, didn't he? Yeah, that's right, yeah, <laughs> he did, yeah. They're great, yeah. great and sounding. That's lovely um, bassy, I think that's the sound I always love best out of a synth as well, that sort of bassy sawtooth. Yeah, sound. growly. Loads of power in it. Yeah, mm. growly driving, mean sort of sound. Mm. <laughs> so we're on to a bit of Lisa Belladonna next. Um, a lot of um, similarities in the way she works to Tangerine Dream, just in the fact that she likes to play, you know, yeah. rather, than, rather than having the, everything sequenced. You know, she yes, uses she uses the sequence as a sort of a, a base to the music, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. or just a starting point, yeah. and then she improvises yeah. over the top and around yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of improvised, almost jazz, jazz sort of style. Mm. Of, of improvisation, yeah, and uh, she her uh, music uh, does remind me of the sort of stuff when I was sort of getting into uh, electronic music and synthesizers and things like that. When I was the sort of music I was sort of searching out mm. quite a lot, and uh, and it doesn't really date that kind of approach to music. It's you know it's, it's always fresh. Yeah. So yeah, and she's sort of a diva of the. Of the Moog and the Moog 32, she's a big user of, isn't she? The Mother 32. Mm, which, yeah. you know, she's a bank of them. I think she's got about 12 or something in a, in a whole setup. Yeah. She's always pictured with this sort of massive Moog, yeah. sort of a you know, wallpaper almost, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this one's yeah, Initiation, and it's from the uh, Moogmentum album by the. Um, Bob Moog uh, found well, it was it was I think it was presented by the Bob Moog Foundation.
happening. It was almost like a Charlie Brown type backing, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there actually. Apparently, I think it was uh, he's using the twenty six hundred there as well. I think and uh, Arp Omni and quite quite a lot of other synths involved in that. Oh, smashing. Mm, very nice. I think a few of the um, artists I come, come across on, on tonight's show is uh, from, from listening to that Jamie Liddell's um, podcast, hanging out with audiophiles. He often oh, has, yeah, yeah. He has, uh, has guests on it, also, but he also he plays pieces from him as segues as well. I think this is where I come across this next piece by a, an act called Curved Light, who is a chap called Peter Tran, who's from Austin. Texas, where there's there is a big synth scene there, isn't there? Centaur mm. um, is based in Texas, isn't it? And there's they do a big synth uh, festival there. Mm. It's a ma- it's a massive scene over there. Um, and this uh, chap here has received sort of his influences include Terry Wiley and Laurie Spiegel. Mm. This is his piece from his album A User's Guide to Existence, and it's called Escapists Oasis.
jolly piece, wasn't that it? That was it. It's almost a sort of a, a ghost box. I could see that being on the same sort of label. That's like a Bilbury Polly sort of yeah. sound to it in a way, you know, that sort of kind of thing. It was, edging on, it was edging onto that sort of uh, that vibe, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I nice agree. to hear something that's sort of more jolly and optimistic. Yeah, it is, yeah, because quite often you, you can get quite... I mean, I've seen it go on, onto the dark side a bit when I'm doing oh. electronic music because it uh, almost draws you there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it is nice to hear the uh, nice jolly sounds as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually easier to do dark stuff than it is to do it more is, light really. stuff. Yeah, yeah. i saying that, I'm going to play a piece by Plaid from the latest album, Polymer, but... Um, we said before we, we we went to see him live at the uh, Ramsgate Music Hall. Yeah, yeah. It was a powerful performance, really? wasn't it? Yeah. Visually and yeah. sonically. The super sound system they've got at that place. Incredible. For, <laughs> for the size of building. <laughs> when the bass kicks in, you just you it knocks you over. You could fill Albert Hall with that, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> very clear. Very, so clear, but... Yeah. It's like hi-fi clear, but when the kick drum hits, it just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But this, I think, it was the first piece they played. This one called "Drowned Sea," and it, uh, yeah, it's got some heavy bass. Yeah.
really sort of create their own space, don't they? Yeah, that, those uh, so, yeah, those sort of rhythms are really nice. I like those. They sort of put me in mind of uh, Venetian snares as well. Mm. Uh, it's a, uh, sort of real drum like that in the background, but uh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, nice. sort of um, very clean, but mm. clean and mean. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Very sort nice of nice uh, sort of builds. springy sound on those drums. Some mm. FM sort of tones in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I've been um, meaning to listen to some Nathan Fake for ages. I keep seeing him mentioned. Mm. People liking him. So uh, he's a Norfolk-based artist who's sort of um, in the in the vein of Aphex Twin, I suppose. Mm. What I can find he uses a Cold Prophecy, Arturian Microbrute. Oh yeah. Roland Jupiter Six, my favourite. Mm. And amongst other things. So that's, I mean, the Jupiter 6 must be the orbital. That's one of their, one of their um, yeah. main instruments as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, A very underrated synth, well, but very, yeah, people are very rude about it. No, I don't know why, really. It's, uh, I wouldn't turn one down. Well, I've kept mine since I bought it, 1981, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is a piece. Uh, it's called uh, the, uh, San Zenzo. San Zenzo, from the EP San Zenzo.
sort of homemade feel to it, isn't it? Yeah, very tonally rich that as well. Mm. Sort of stuff going on there. Yeah. Nice to overdriven drums and mm. and synths on there. Mm. So Lee Bowman from Manchester goes under the name of Good Glued Barometer, and mm-hmm. uh, his, uh, his music was featured on the Jamie Liddell podcast as well, mm-hmm. which I rather liked. And yeah. uh, so I decided to include one of his pieces from the album Pest Pedestrian Priority called Far Sighted Kestrel. <laughs>
It puts me in mind of uh, Tommy Turner, in a way. Especially the beginning, yeah. Very orchestral, wasn't it? Mm. When it started, yeah. It's got that kind of Debussy, Claire de Lune type chords, sort mm. of, um, chord changes, and uh, yeah, I, like, I really like that. That was very nice, though, yeah. Mm. So, another album I came across recently was it's quite an interesting concept behind it. It's a uh, collaboration between composers Olivier Alari, who's based in Montreal, Canada, and Johannes Malfatti, who's based in Berlin. And uh, like a lot of us, like all of us really, we communicate and see our friends and family through a medium of Skype or Zoom or, you mm. know, or just a telephone even. But the, um, during, we've been doing it so long, it's become... There has been sort of some nostalgia creeping in from it. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's, there's certain effects that happen, like the, the, the algorithms for these uh, for the devices, they, they, they sort of they cut out things they don't think is, is speech. Mm. So they're trying to sort of cut out the noise in the background, but if you play an instrument through them, they often sort of distort it or uh, you know, it comes out very strange. Mm. There's also the sort of glitches in the, when, the, when the amount of bandwidth decreases and it, go, it goes quite digital and stuttery. <laughs> so they began to collect all these and record as there was, you know, record the sound as they were like communicating and playing together over the internet and use them as sound sources mm. for this album and it has got a very very nostalgic and a very very melancholic mm. uh, feel to it which uh, suits mm. my mood at the moment mm. the album's called U as in the letter U uh, comma I so it's got a few meanings there mm. and this piece of chosen from the album is called Drifting
interesting mm. new textures, aren't they? Unusual approach, that. I don't know why I kept getting a sort of Cocteau Twins vibe with the vocals like that. And although it wasn't the Cocteau Twins, do you know what I mean? It's got that sort of yeah. haunting sort of voice. It's true. Um, well, you could never understand what she was actually saying, could you? It's all my, it's well, just, yeah, they were all... a, famously she, they were termed lyricless vocals, weren't they? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting the way that it was, it was degraded by the uh, process. Mm. Yeah, really interesting that. Mm. Yeah. So I've got a little bit of a banger towards <laughs> the end there. Yeah. Um, there's lots of uh, cassettes of party tapes my mum had. Um, from mainly from the eighties and nineties no. that we mm. where we all you know we used to make them together and uh, Mum loved all the sort of yeah eighties music like she had on the if you look on there there's all mm-hmm. there's lots of um, OMD and Depeche Mode no. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, she's she used to play the party tapes just around the house during, generally no. and uh, she used to joke that uh, she played this piece. Uh, while she was um, ironing for us, like the, yeah. it's um, Joy Division, which is <laughs> the uh, Isolation, which um, this is my, probably the most synthy track from their album, yeah. from uh, Transmission. I think um, they, they actually built a synth originally, but they, I know they famously used the. A lot uh, of people did, didn't they, at that time? Yeah, it from was a magazine. So if you'd put your, you know, get the bits and put one together. Mm. Mm. The Transcendent Two Thousand. <laughs> Um, and uh, the drummer he used uh, um, one of those little synth drums oh yeah yeah but yeah so dance around your ironing board to to Joy Vision with Isolation Mm.
guarantee that every track you like from the sort of 80s, 90s and that, it'll always have an even tide uh, effect on it. Like oh, a, yeah, yeah. A lovely sort of like um, delay, upward, upwards delay on his vocal. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's your signature <laughs> sound. Yeah. yeah, like that. So another another memory of being young and uh, I, I keep saying my what the wasp was my first synth, but it wasn't really. It was the stylophone. Me too. Yeah, mm. I never I will forget that, but it was yeah. a true my first true electronic instrument. Mm. Yeah, and uh, Kingston University Stylophone Orchestra just recently released an album called Stylophonica, um, mm. mostly covers. Yeah, and it's got. And they've done the cover of one of my favourite Brian pieces from uh, his Apollo album, mm. an ending ascent. So I thought quite a could, difficult one to t- tackle with a stylophone. As well. Yeah, I think this brings out the melody in it more. Mm. You know, they've got they've, they captured it. So mm. I thought it'd be a nice, nice piece to end on. Yeah. Sort of elevates the humble xylophone into, into the stratosphere, doesn't it? It does. It's a truly accessible electronic instrument, so isn't it? I think you can pick one up now, still for about 15 quid, you know, the new ones. Mm. I've still got my original, 
Me too, yeah. And uh, and I bought one of the new ones when they came out, and I've still got my old 350S, which was oh, the, yeah. the giant <laughs> stylophone. Oh, we have to do a stylophone night. Which I really need to do, and you stick that through a nice shimmer reverb or something, and mm. uh, you've got amazing sound from it. Yeah, I think they've done, it, done that track justice and the... Uh, and just as, yeah, like I say, simple stylophone. Mm. Takes me back to when I played Silent Night in my infant school in front of the whole class. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember the first thing I tried on it was Telstar, mm-hmm. which uh, it did lend itself to really well. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks again for listening. Yes. Nice to be back. Yeah, great to be back <coughs> in the saddle again. <coughs> and uh, with a lovely... Lovely eclectic mix there. The sounds like today. Um, I just uh, discovered a, a local uh, a new event, the um, Margate Modular, which uh, I hope to attend soon. Yeah, just up the road. So look, look, look out for that. I'll post something on, on the um, on the Facebook page as well. So join us on there. Yes, please do. And then, uh, until then, we'll join us next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.